This is Sunday Sunset Food for Thought. Welcome. Hello to everyone. We are back with another episode of the podcast, Sunday Sunset Food for Thought. It is the 6th of June, 2021, and today's episode is called Pride and Joy. And with that being said, I would like to send a special welcome to the LGBT community uh, celebrating Pride Month right now. I want anyone from this community, if you are listening, to know that the House of Sancti always have doors wide open for you no matter where you're listening from. Before we continue on with episode 7, I would like to make the announcement that the podcast on Wednesday mornings, which have not been broadcasted the past two Wednesdays, is hereby cancelled, not forever, but temporarily, and there is a reason for that. I live in an apartment with paper-thin walls. In fact, I don't think I have ever lived in an apartment anywhere in the world with such really, really thin walls where the neighbors can hear one another like really, really clearly. And so I have decided to cancel my podcast because I don't want to be that neighbor who is keeping everybody up like really early in the morning because I have uh, something to say to the world. So the podcast is not canceled forever in a day. It is only canceled until I have moved to another place or or until my firm, House of Sancti, have found a place where there is a sound studio that we can rent and do the podcast from there. So any early bird out there that may feel disappointed, I don't know how many there are, maybe one, I don't know, but whoever may not have listened in, All I can say, hang tight, there is going to be a lot to be said in the future, just not right now. Right now, I need to keep the peace with my neighbors and not be that neighbor that everybody wants to strangle because they weren't able to sleep because they had to listen to my voice. Okay, so that announcement is now done. Now we can continue on. And I am sure that the listener have gathered what today's topic is about. And no, it's not about pride, gays and lesbians, or homosexuality versus heterosexuality. Let me try to explain very clearly or as clear as possible to you what it's about. It is about the perception of human beings due to the words that we use to label one another. And more importantly, what happens when we stop using such words that sticks as a label on anyone. That is when we will take another human being at face value. That is when we can greet the divine in other persons. That is equal to the divine within ourselves. 
And that is something that seems to be really difficult in our society to do because we are not conditioned to think that way. The Indians call this Namaste, and even the modern Indian seem to forget what that greeting is all about. Communication is very important for the House of Sancti and the House of Sancti brand because it is imperative that everyone will feel welcomed and feel the offers to join any project in the future, any business venture is extended to everyone, no matter age, race, gender, nationality, and especially gender orientation. It would be a devastation to the Rubies and Orphans project, which is the primary project that House of Sancti will be working on. If talent was lost, if genuine individuals out there with the proper skills, the proper qualifications, refrained to apply, refrained to offer their services because they thought they wouldn't fit in. House of Sancti is not a firm that will try to make a round peg fit into a square hole. What this firm is all about is say, hey, if it doesn't fit, let's make another hole or let's revamp the peg a little. Anyway, we are five minutes into the first segment and I think this would be a good time to take a break. That sure is 
a song taking me down the memory lane. I don't know how many gay clubs I have been to in the past. Dancing and laughing and just having a good old time uh, to this song. And I couldn't think of any more appropriate song to use as an interlude than a song from the village people, considering the fact that we are discussing pride and joy in the Pride Month for the LGBT community. Okay, so I am sure that some of you listeners, or the one listener, the ten listener, I don't know how many listeners there are, considering the fact that the number of whom has listened seem to increase during the week. But I want to let everyone know who is listening that I don't know who you are. It's not like LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter for that matter where you know who your followers are or in the case of LinkedIn where you can actually see who has visited your account. This is primarily one-way communication, and it's supposed to be done non-biased. And knowing who the listeners are in general would probably interfere with being able to broadcast one-way communication in a non-biased way. So know that you are anonymous unless you do want to call in on the voicemail. We have that possibility. You can always call in. Even if it is that you need someone to talk to, I would call you back and that would be a private conversation. And there should be a link from whatever platform you are listening from where you can leave a message for me. Or my phone is on 24-7. The Danish number for the firm is country code 459111. So moving on, I'm sure some of you may be thinking, what does this Charlie person know about the LGBT community? Is she gay? And to that, I have an answer. No, I am not. But I know enough, both professionally and personally, to confidently speak about the topic. Let me give the listener a quick rundown. I don't know why I feel like I am leaving a job interview, which I'm not, but I want the listener to know who it is they're listening to, okay? I moved to the United States of America in 1988 and leaving in 1989, only to return in 1990 after approval to attend university and of course obtaining my student visa. I was given the luxury at that time to have roommates who were gay and lesbians, gay men and gay women. And let me tell you, they made me feel welcomed, even though I was as straight as a board, if we should define my gender orientation so colloquially. Still in that same decade of the 90s, After being educated and trained in the field of cardiology, I happened to have a position at a local hospital where more than once 
I was paged to a location in such hospital where patients, HIV and AIDS patients, were going into cardiac arrest, a secondary condition to the primary disease from the virus HIV. Most of these patients had developed cardiomyopathy, common for HIV patients. And I want any listener to keep in mind that in the early 1990s, AIDS was the leading cause of death among American men between the age of 25 and 44 years of age. I cannot tell you how many times I've left my children in the early morning hours only to put on scrubs and go immediately to rooms of HIV and AIDS patients where the doors were marked with precaution due to the fear that we had of the virus at the time. Like a yellow star worn by the Jews during the Second World War, HIV patients were stigmatized. Precaution that you were entering a room of an HIV and AIDS patient definitely added to the stigmatization of anyone stricken with the virus and also the LGBT community. The experiences from the 90s had a huge impact on me and I have since advocated for behaviors, healthy behaviors of anyone in the LGBT community. Moreover, I have advocated for the LGBT community in any way that I have seen possible in order to lessen any type of stigmatization due to the labeling of anyone from such community. If this shouldn't be enough to convince any listener that I am qualified to talk about this type of community, I may add that in this decade, once finished with my diploma, giving me the right to call myself a psychotherapist. I added a few courses specializing in LGBT clients and equally as important in their family members who may have a hard time, a difficult time accepting that their sons and daughters, brothers and sisters are what we consider gay. I would like to add here this Specialization had nothing to do with conversion therapy. Conversion therapy, in my opinion, ought to be banned worldwide with help from some of the best legal eagles out there. So here's a shout out to the legal eagle community. There is a job to be done. Conversion therapy has no place in today's societies, no matter where in the world we are. On top of that, I can add that the specialization also included HIV and AIDS positive clients and therapy for their family members if such therapy is needed. And as I stated, I'm not gay by the worldwide definition, but I can assure any listener listening out there Whether you want to hear it or not, I am probably the gayest straight person you will ever encounter. So just FYI, as a therapist, it is important to be able to reflect upon your own perception and emotions. And during one of those moments 
a while ago and while having a few cocktails with a friend of mine who happens to be a psychiatrist, we were talking about gender definition and I mentioned to him that if I was able to define myself or if I had to define myself, which I really don't feel like I need to do, I would define myself probably as a gay man trapped in a woman's body and to which he laughed and added in good humor that we were much alike as he would most likely identify himself as a lesbian trapped in a man's body. End of that subject. Sunset Food for Thought back into the main topic and we're going to use a piece of history and a historical person to do so. Probably the least feminine person in all time of history who would be considered gay as per our definition is Alexander III of Macedon also known to everyone as Alexander the Great, born in the year of 356 before Christ and died 32 years later. Now, we seem to stereotype gay men as being feminine, which is entirely, it's so wrong to do. Because of this stereotype, we have bullies out there in the schoolyard going after the boys who may not fit into the alpha male category, the alpha male role. And there is a pretty good chance that because of this, these victims are questioning their own sexuality when they should be focused on being a child, focusing on being a boy that will grow into his sexuality in due time. So Alexander the Great is a proof, he is the epitome of proof that even alpha males are gay. This is one of the most famous kings of all time and he was a warrior. A warrior who ran military campaigns from Western Asia all the way to Northeastern Africa, having cities like Alexandria in Egypt named after him. And to prove the point, his lover, companion, boyfriend, named Hephaestion of Macedonia, a nobleman and a military general, and who, by the way, most past historians, due to their phobias most likely deriving from a mind conditioned by a phobic society of the day, called Hephaestion. Alexander's quote-unquote friend. Well, okay, let's call it what it really was. They were a couple. Alexander and Hephaestion loved each other. It was said that Alexander was heartbroken. He was devastated when Hephaestion died. And he, the king and warrior, was planning monuments to be built in honor of the man he loved at the time when death took him as well about eight months later 
This is not Hollywood. This is a true bona fide story from history about two men who loved each other, who conquered country and states together. And the funny thing is, those two, as well as all the other men in ancient Greece, were able to have companions of the same gender without being labeled, without being stigmatized. And you know why? Because there is no word equivalent to gay in the ancient Greek language, nor in any dialects thereof. In fact, in case you don't know already, the word homosexuality, even though part of the word derives from Latin, is a modern word. This word did not occur in dictionaries until 1892, so pretty recent considering how long we have existed on this earth. It was during a recent lecture of my current studies, the classical studies, this class in particular pertaining to the scientific theories of classical languages and communication where we discussed the word homosexuality and how there was no such word in ancient Greece to classify the behaviors of the ancient Greeks. And of course, coming from the medical background and tinkering with medical history, I blurted out something which is fact. And that is that the word heterosexuality, the word contrary to homosexuality, actually was a derogatory word in the previous centuries. More specifically, it surfaced in the 1909 Dorland's Medical Dictionary, published in Philadelphia in the United States of America, where such dictionary defines heterosexuality as a, and I quote, abnormal and perverted appetite toward the opposite sex. Now, that same year, 1909, Oxford's Dictionary of English was absent the definitions of both homosexuality and heterosexuality. So the way of labeling someone and thereby also being able to stigmatize someone due to gender orientation is something very recent. It has only been going on for about a little over 120 years. And mind you, I'm sitting here in this lecture in this classroom and I was quite surprised that even a PhD student in charge of the lecture wasn't aware of this considering the fact that he also was a advocate for the LGBT community. But that little part is besides the point here. The point that is being made here or that I am attempting to make here is that we use words to identify ourselves. But unfortunately, the same words we identify ourselves by are the same words used by bullies who believe they're in the right to use such words to insult, to hurt, to injure others who are not like them, to the point that such others, the victims, react 
in such a way that they become suicidal. Another reason why we need to discipline our minds and think before we use certain words, especially if those words are meant to label someone. When someone wants to know what we identify ourselves as, it should be quite enough to use a word such as human or mortal or even more scientifically identify yourself as a mammal. Any of the three words just mentioned will throw any bully off guard and it will force ourselves to realize what we really are. No more, no less. Anyway, just as a flashback back to the gayest warrior of all times who happens to be one of my heroes, simply for the fact that the Alexandrian library happened to be established in the city Alexandria named after him. I have more than once pondered how Alexander the Great would tackle the bullies and the homophobes if they were to stand in front of him today and call him words that didn't even exist in his own language. I can only imagine a person like that would reply to someone who would, in a derogatory way, call him faggot calmly while looking the bully in the eye and state, oh really, I am a what? Gay? Faggot? Sissy? Why don't you mention that to the 32,000 men in my army fighting next to me? Why don't you say hello to my 32,000 friends? And with that being said, I hope that anyone out there who is listening, no matter your gender orientation, whether you have ever been a victim of bullying, to seek out and find the Alexander the Great within you. He is there within you as he is within all of us. Find the greatness and stand up for yourself and summon the friends that you have to stand by in case the going gets too tough for one person to handle on his or her own. Jackson tuning in in between segments and this is the last segment of this episode episode 7 pride and joy and I'm going to try to be brief as stated before and I will state it again this podcast is first and foremost a business podcast it is a way to brand the firm house of sanctity here on the Good Vibes Only channel, enabling the mission statement of the firm, as well as being able to announce when new projects coming up or when projects are being activated. 
or even if nothing else, explain what the project is about, as well as spicing it up a little bit with historical facts and, of course, communication, communication, communication. And should anyone be confused and feel like a deer in the headlights of a car, in other words, not really understanding why history is being the ingredient spicing up this program, let me make it very clear, it is going to be one of the projects not announced yet. So stay tuned, it's going to be exciting. Especially if you're a science nerd or a history nerd or just a nerd in general. And soon, I mean very soon, as in the nearest future due to the fact that the pandemic we are facing right now seems to be contained in Europe to the point that we can open up and leverage business propositions And in the case of House of Sanctity, we will begin the funding process, the strategy to shelter street children. And let me mention the number again because it's not decreasing. In fact, due to the pandemic, I fear that it is increasing. But the number that I have specifically is 150 million children on the streets, orphans not sheltered in an orphanage we're going to be starting the funding process not only to shelter these children but also to ensure education and providing life skills so that they may not only survive but also thrive for the rest of their lives and that means that help is needed from everyone including the LGBT community The LGBT community is as important as any community in order for this long-term project, the Rubies and Orphans project, to succeed. It takes all of us to bring these children to safety. I remind any listener right now that House of Sainty is not a non-profit organization. It is a boutique firm doing social entrepreneurism. That means that anyone who will be working with any of the projects, in particular the Rubies and Orphans project, will be paid accordingly. There will be no volunteers. The whole business strategy is something that is going to be reserved for another podcast so that anyone interested in joining forces will have a broader understanding of how the project will move forward in the next 20 years. Like any business, unlike a nonprofit organization, there is a business exit strategy. There will be forecasts, there will be performance, and everyone and everyone will have a thorough job description of what he or she will be doing. There will be no flying by the seat of anybody's pants. If we together do this right, many of you who still are discriminated against simply because you stay true to who you are, 
simply because of something as insignificant as the color of your skin, the socio-economic situation you may come from, your level of education, and combining all this mentioned with the fact that you are part of the LGBT community, if all of this had given someone the reason to discriminate against you and not given you a job that you were most qualified for, I am here to tell you that House of Sainty will give you the opportunity to come work. It will be another way, another means of sticking it to the haters out there. Together we will be stronger and we will be able to safeguard children who may be able to safeguard our children at a later point. Now I have been thinking and this happens often, it's pretty much my job to think, but nevertheless I have been thinking about the best way to safeguard little girls. Not that I haven't thought about how to safeguard little boys, but with regard to little girls, I cannot think of any person better to be part of safeguarding her, a person safer to hire to ensure mental and physical well-being for a girl than a man absent of feelings for women and for the female species in general. These girls who are considered the most vulnerable little children of all would be safe from sexual exploitation if guarded by a gay man. So you, if you are listening, if there are any gay men listening, you are important to this project. You will have a positive impact on little girls. Imagine these girls having the opportunity to grow up learning that not all men objectifies females. If anyone listening to this podcast fall into this category, or if you know someone who falls into this category of a gay man needing a job, there is a way to learn more about this. So simply leave a voicemail on this podcast. I am the only one entitled to retrieve messages and they will not be publicized unless agreed upon. Otherwise, I am repeating the firm's number again. Right now, we only have a Danish number. The area code is 45. The number is 9111-3553. So we're ending this segment right now, and I would love to take the opportunity to say hello to my son and to my future son-in-law. I love you guys. I will see you soon this summer holiday. This is one of my sons who has been advocating for the LGBT community for a long time now and for human rights in general. 
and also and mind you i'm not being paid for this nobody's paying me to influence you the listener but if you have an instagram account go over to madam adam and follow this man he will have you laugh he will have you smile in ways that most people couldn't huge shout out to madam adam I can't wait until I can buy some of his t-shirts on sale and give them as giveaways for clients of mine. And I would like to thank all of the giant houses of fashion who often remind the followers how important diversity and inclusion of everyone is. I could spend days mentioning some of these houses of fashion but in this podcast ending this podcast I would say go follow Bella Donatella Versace and also Ralph Lauren in particular these two giant houses of fashion because they have been so attentive and included the LGBT community We are ending this podcast with a, well, not a, but a part of a song called My House, Imagine That, by one of the most wonderful queens of today, Jodi Harsh. I am Charlie. I have been your hostess. I bid you all a good evening.